Welcome in to another episode of MCM Radio in the Car. I am Jimmy Morris and doing a solo show once again today. Uh, it's been a little bit troubling for Terry and I to get together to do a podcast over the last few weeks. Uh, just a lot of life going on, uh, which tends to happen. So um, I figure as I'm driving into work today, it's as good as, as good of a time as any to celebrate what is you know a, a very rare occasion, a win over the Colts. And the Titans were able to pull that off yesterday in Indianapolis. Um, it, it felt for a long time like it was going to be another one of those games where uh, the Titans just basically do everything you can imagine wrong and end up, you know, losing to a Colts team that they that they're probably better than. Um, I, I think this one is. I think the Titans are the better team, um, but it's a little bit closer than some of the year, like the Curtis Painter years, you know, or the Curtis Painter year, I should say. Uh, when, the, when the Titans went up to Indy and lost. You know, the Titans were clearly the better team that year. The Titans, you know, ended up 9-7. and seven. That was the Matt Hasselbeck year. Um, the Colts were 2-14. and 14. I think that year is what led them to be able to draft Andrew Luck. You know, that year the Titans were clearly better. But, um, you know, this year, I, I think it's actually pretty close. Uh, but, you know, the, what we've seen from the Titans with Ryan Tannehill under center, Tannehill under center, um, you know, maybe the Titans are the better team. But, anyway, went up there yesterday, took care of business, that was good to see. Um, Derrick Henry, once again, was just fantastic uh, after fumbling on the first play of the game. You know, that, again, that was one of the things that made you feel like this was going to be another one of those games where um, everything just kind of goes wrong. And, you know, Derrick Henry has had a, a bit of a fumble problem of late. Um, he's, he's put the ball on the ground a couple times the last couple games, so something they'll definitely need to work on going forward. But, you know, not, not to spend too long on anything negative about Derrick Henry. He was fantastic once again yesterday and you know last time I did this uh, we talked about the the need to re-sign Derrick Henry and I, I think as as the weeks go on um, we're, we're getting more and more to the point where you know I, obviously you don't I mean I'm, I'm not saying they should give him Ezekiel Elliott type money because I just don't think it's smart to give a running back that type of money but hey, listen if you can find some way to structure a deal where he gets a bunch of money in in the next couple of years where you can get out of it pretty quickly after, I would say, you know, maybe two, two or three more years. Um, I think they should absolutely, absolutely do that because, you know, and again, that, now we have a, a quarterback issue uh, with Ryan Tannehill being as good as he's been. The Titans are definitely going to want to bring him back. Now, are they going to want to give him a lot of money over a long period of time? You know, that's still yet to be determined. Um, he's played really well in, in his six starts, obviously. Titans 5-1, and one. And, and again, you know, it, it hurts a little bit because if you think about, you know, the reports that the, the coaching staff wanted to start Tannehill from the beginning, but it was the front office that, that said no, the front office owner said no, we need to see what we've got in Mariota kind of once and for all. I mean, and, and I, I get that, um, you know, to, to know that because there would, you know, with each passing week, Ryan Tannehill is making it obvious that, you know, the, the issues with the offense from before were largely due to Marks Mariota. And now we did see, you know, the, the offensive line that was, quote, protecting Marcus Mariota. We saw them show up again yesterday um, at times. And, and Tannehill does have some of the same issues that Mariota had as far as, as far as holding on the ball too long, that kind of stuff. But you know, by and large, Ryan Tannehill has been a, a huge upgrade. The offense has definitely been a lot better since he took over. So now you, you're looking at, okay, what do we do 
what do you do going forward with Ryan Tannehill? He's he's a free agent after the year's over. Um, the Titans are definitely going to be interested in trying to bring him back, but he's also going to be a pretty hot commodity. Again, assuming we see similar production over these next four games, um, you know he he's going to be a hot commodity. There are plenty of teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks. Uh, there are also going to be quite a few veteran quarterbacks available on the market. Andy Dalton's probably going to be available. Cam Newton's possibly going to be available. Will Phillip Rivers be available? Will Tom Brady be available? I mean, all those things, you know, are, are, are kind of playing into this. But uh, the Titans at this point, I mean, you can't, you can't just let Ryan Tannehill walk, right? I mean, he's been so good and has been the reason for the resurgence of this team, the reason that, you know, they're a game out of first place because the stupid Patriots couldn't take care of business on Sunday night. But, you know, that's, that's another topic altogether. Um, but, you know, now the Titans are they're a game out of first place in the division. They still have their, their two meetings with the Texans left. Um, they're, you know, in a virtual tie for the sixth wild or the second wild card spot, the sixth playoff spot. Um, but due to, you know, some of the losses earlier in the season, they lose a tiebreaker because of their record against AFC teams, um, which is not, you know, that, that's something that hopefully doesn't come back to haunt them because hopefully they just go ahead and win the AFC South. But, you know, it's something we're going to have to keep an eye on because a few of the, the, the Bills lost and the, and the Broncos lost games that you really feel like, again, they could have won if Ryan Tannehill would have been the quarterback. Um, those losses loom really large now as we get, as we get down the stretch. But um, anyway, the defense was great yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, okay, let me, let me walk that back a little bit. They weren't great, but they only gave up 17 points. Gave up a lot of yards. It seemed like a lot of guys were, were running wide open at times, but they were able to hold when they needed to. It helped that Adam Vinatieri is is definitely done. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that if Adam Vinatieri wasn't Adam Vinatieri, if that wasn't his name, if his name was you know Cairo Santos, um, he would no longer be on the Colts. They would have cut him weeks ago. Uh, now the blocked field goal, definitely not his fault. Um, you know, Dan Crookshank was in his lap. I guess they were so afraid of Kalu coming off the edge that everybody decided to go try to block him, and <laughs> Crookshank just went right through. One of the one of the more bizarre plays you'll ever see um, as far as field goal blocks go because nobody touched him. He was just right there. Um, so, you know, th- they got some help with, with Venetari. missed a couple field goals early in the game, and then obviously that block that they returned for a touchdown. Um, but, you know, you, you had a couple of interceptions. Kevin Byard had an interception. Logan Ryan had an interception. Um, Logan Ryan, who, you know, it's funny, uh, ha- has been a really good player for this team pretty much the whole time he's been here, but didn't have an interception before this season. Now I think he's got three or four this year, so um, the ball has been finding him more this year. But, you know, overall, great effort from the defense. Harold Landry gets another sack. Um, you know, and he's a guy that is really, really starting to show that, that promise that we all knew that he had. Uh, you know, when the Titans were able to get him in the second round. And, and we were all thrilled with that pick. And, you know, again, just a guy that if he didn't have the ankle issues that he had or the injury issues that he had while he was in college, a guy that never would have been available in the second round. Um, you know, and I said, even on draft night, when the Titans traded up in the first round, they ended up taking Rashawn Evans. I was for sure they were trading to take Harold Landry. But to be able to get Evans and Landry in that draft was just just absurd. And, you know, they only had four picks in that draft, and we'll see how that plays out down the road. But to get those two guys um, in that draft, I mean, that was a, that was a pretty, good, 
pretty good haul by John Robinson. But anyway, and have you seen? Have you seen the play where Jonathan Simmons puts Quentin Nelson on his butt? It is awesome. Uh, I've retweeted it a couple times. I said earlier this morning that I've watched it a thousand times. I'll, I'll watch it five thousand more times. It's just so fantastic for all the just you know slobbering that goes on over Quentin Nelson to see Jonathan Simmons just absolutely bulldoze him and put him on his butt was so much fun so fantastic to see I I just I can't express how much I love that so um but yeah anyway good team win overall um I I thought that the uh the coaching staff has done has done a really good job and again you know we have to apologize I think to Arthur Smith um while there are still some things that I, I think they need to work out um, they need, they, they've got to come up with some ways to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quicker when you have a, a game that's going like yesterday's was with the protection issues. Now, some of that is obviously on the quarterback, but um, this is a thing that we've seen with both guys now. Um, you know, they, they've got to come up with, with a way to be able to keep that from happening so much, and you, you need some shorter developing stuff. But Listen, overall, Arthur Smith has, has done a really good job in the last few weeks. And, you know, maybe we were just a little bit too hard on him. Not a little bit. Maybe we were a lot too hard on him early on with the, with the quarterback issues. So um, good to see that developing and gives you a little bit of hope for some things going forward. All right, coming up, I'll touch on a few more things that I thought really stood out from yesterday and look forward a little bit to the schedule as it remains. All right, so a couple of cool things. Khalif Raymond getting that, getting a touchdown that, that more or less ended the game. Um, that was that was so awesome to see. Um, to see you know that play call one was awesome, and then to see a, a guy like that who you know was great in the preseason gets cut, gets put on the practice squad, and they bring him back up when you know they decided it was that he was a better option on special teams and you know as a receiver than Darius Jennings. But cool to see a guy that. You know, has that perseverance and stuff, and a guy that could have hung his head after, you know, again, how well he showed at times in the preseason, but has continued to work hard. Great to see him get that chance, come up with a big catch in that situation. Um, like I said, just, just really cool to see. And another weapon that they have, a guy that can get behind the defense, um, something that they lack a little bit on offense. And amazing that, you know, you have this undrafted guy uh, who comes in and plays the role that, you know, third round draft pick Taewon Taylor was supposed to play. So um, good to see that. And, again, just more weapons you can have. A.J. Brown, fantastic once again. He, he didn't have one drop. Um, but, you know, for the most part was, was fantastic. Actually, I think it was Corey Davis that had a drop. A.J. Brown put the ball on the ground in the most one of the most bizarre plays that you'll ever see. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but A.J. Brown, again, and just seeing the swagger. There was one, one catch and run and gets tackled kind of out of bounds and gets up and just kind of giving it to the defender as he gets up. So, I mean, I just love that. The Titans haven't had that guy at wide receiver. Um, even Corey Davis, when he's been good at times, um, doesn't have that, you know, just that, that swagger about him. And that's something that this team has needed for a long time. Uh, good to see. And, you know, the last time we, we did a, or the last time I did a show, talked about him kind of getting in Lawan's face after those, after those penalties in the, in the game. Um, it's just good to see him kind of developing – all, all the way around and, and you know just a guy that you know I, I maybe just maybe the the curse of Titans wide receivers is finally over and this is going to be a, a guy that they draft that they develop and that, that ends up being a, a really productive player 
Um, and just it's it's so much. I mean, when when he gets when they get the ball in his hands quickly to see him get out and run is just awesome. Hey, Deion Lewis, man, Deion Lewis had a play yesterday. They threw him a screen pass, got up the field, um, got some yards. So that was good to see because he's been you know, a little bit of a disaster um, since he's been here. Uh, you know, just with the signing and what he hasn't been able to do. So good to see him putting putting in and productive. Uh, back to the A.J. Brown play real quick. So apparently they called it right on the field based on a rule, which I think is one of the most ridiculous rules that I, I've ever heard in my life. So if you didn't see the play, A.J. Brown get, catches the ball, kind of gets hit by two guys. Um, they, they ruled it, and the ball comes out. Uh, the, the Colts guy recovers it on the sideline, but as he is recovering, he rolls out of bounds. Anyway, so they, they call the play incomplete on the field, all right? So they go to review. I guess, yeah, Frank Reich challenged it. They go to review, and the review takes forever. I don't understand why these reviews take so long. Now, you know, after this convoluted rule, maybe that's why this, this one in particular took so long. But um, it seems like they should be able to get these things done a little bit quicker, especially when, you know, the, the referee is on a headset with a guy that should be able to help him out you know, make a determination. But anyway, so they go to review, and they come back, and they basically, what the referee says is, call the field stands, but then he says it was a completed catch, but there was no clear recovery. So, you know, we go back to the original line of scrimmage, second and 10, because that was the first and 10 play. And so, you know, all of us as we're sitting there is like, well, okay, if, if it was a completed catch and there was no clear recovery, the Titans should get the ball at the spot of the, you know, non-clear recovery, right, for, for lack of a better term. Um, should get the ball at the spot where the Colts defender may or may not have, have recovered it um, as he was rolling out of bounds. The other thing here real quick that I, that I think is an issue, when you have, I understand the clear recovery thing. Like, that, that makes sense to me. Um, I think it's a little bit more relevant in, like, the – the play on the goal line, Titans-Chargers game. Like, when you have it all kind of as one continuous act, ball comes out, guy recovers it, as the whistle's being blown, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, to me, you got clear recovery. Like, no, no penalty should be there, even though he was ruled down on the field. In a situation like with the A.J. Brown play, where ball comes out, whistle's blown immediately, you've got a couple of guys there. Now, John should have just fell on the ball just to be safe, but he didn't. Cole's guy comes in. But anyway, you know, A.J. Brown doesn't really go after the ball because the whistle's blown. They blew it incomplete. Guy, you know, referee or uh, you know, whoever the guy is right there, um, if, if Greg Ramsey listens to this, he'll come back and tell me the name of that actual official. But whoever that guy is right there is, is blowing it incomplete. Um, so, you know, A.J. Brown doesn't really fight to go get the ball because they called it incomplete. John Smith is not necessarily fighting to get the ball. Cole's guy comes in, falls on the ball. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you need something there as far as a determination on clear recovery because it doesn't seem like – it seems like some guys are going to stop when they hear a whistle, which makes sense. Other guys aren't. And I know, like, you know, it's a situation where the Titans guy stopped, the Colts guy didn't. So, obviously, I'm going to be, you know, on this side of the argument. But, I mean, I, I think it's just across the board, it seems like, when you have a whistle blown like that, the play should be dead. And so the, there shouldn't be a, a chance for a recovery there. Because, because of what guys are doing. But anyway, so the rule is that if there is no clear recovery, even though it was a completed catch, that the ball goes back to the original line of scrimmage, and it's basically like no play. 
So, it, it, but the down counts. So it, it's, it's, it's a catch, but it's not a catch, and it goes to the back. And so it, it's very confusing. And so, like I said, on Twitter, we're all going crazy because it's like, well, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If it's a catch and, and, and the ball came out and, and, and the Titans still get the ball, but they should get the ball there and not back. But apparently the officials on the field did make the right call. Um, you know, I always love – this game's on CBS. You know, everybody has their, their rules officials now that are you know they the, the broadcast goes to gene sterator is a guy for cbs and he's like oh yeah you know they they blew that one um blah, blah 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 the ball should be up there you know like all of us now granted we all just you know we don't know these these obscure rules you would think gene sterator would but you know the announcers are this is this is dumb they blew this sterator this is dumb they blew this everybody on twitter going crazy colts fans they're mad because they think they recovered the ball i mean everybody's mad it's one of those things, and I saw somebody on Twitter said, I, can't, I wish I could remember who it was, but, you know, the NFL has this knack for um, these officiating decisions that make both sides mad. You know, you, you, usually you got one side happy, one side Everybody's mad with that recovery. We're mad. Titans fans are mad because we don't get the ball. The Titans don't get the ball up there. Colts fans are mad because they don't get the ball at all. Titans still have it. But anyway, so then Steratore comes back later and says, oh, yeah, this rule, yada, yada, yada. And again, you can go, I retweeted something on Twitter at MCM. You can go back and look to, to read the actual rule. But the application that they, the, the way they, the way they process the play, well, that's not the right term, but you know what I'm trying to say. The way that they administered that was actually correct. Um, the, the, the explanation was a little bit confusing. And then, you know, I feel like Frank Wright kind of gets screwed there too because he loses the challenge, even though he challenged the fact that it was, you know, it was ruled incomplete on the field, but he challenged the fact to say that it was, it was actually a completed pass. So he loses the challenge, loses the timeout, and the Colts don't get the ball. So I feel like, you know, if anybody really got screwed there, it was the Colts, which, you know, is, is fine by me because we've seen way too many things, way too many bizarre things. And Titans Colts games that haven't gone the Titans way um so you know I, I'm good with with them getting screwed you know every once in a while but anyway that, that was kind of wild that was the most interesting thing that happened but I didn't you know feel the need to come back and say that the the referees did get it right um ultimately I, I think that's a dumb rule I think it's something they need to look at um you know and, and speaking of dumb rules anyway watch the Alabama Auburn game and the whole one second at the beginning at the end of the first half uh, you know, I thought we, we got into that thing with the Titans Chargers where, you know, you have a 10-second runoff for replays, and I didn't even know that was a rule until the Titans Chargers game. And, and you know, in, in the moment, I'm like, well, this is dumb. Like, that, this, the, the, the team that, that is, you know, the offense or whoever, they, they, they didn't – it's not their fault. It's a replay. Why is 10-second runoff? But after watching the way that the, the first half ended in Alabama-Auburn, I get it. Uh, again, obviously, you know, seeing this as an Alabama fan, obviously it makes sense in my perspective on that. But – and I do, I do realize that. Um, but anyway, so uh, the referees got that one right. The officials got that one right. So so good for them on that. But anyway, like I said, at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Titans got get the win. Um, you know, and, and put themselves in a really good position now. Uh, you know, and sure, there there's still games from the beginning of the year that you'd like to have back. Um, games that they lost that you really feel like they shouldn't have. Um, but with all that being said, you you now have everything right in front of you. The Titans control their own destiny um you know they still have the the two games left with the texans so kind of a weird scheduling thing that we that we all talked about when it came out 
how big that could be. I mean, yeah, these games are going to be huge. Now, before you get the first Texans game, Titans have to go to Oakland. Oakland has been, by and large, good this year, but have been a disaster of late. Their defense is just getting lit up all over the place. So, a tough road trip. Uh, Titans generally have not fared very well on the West Coast, but if they can go out there and win, um, you know, come back at 8-5, and five, uh, and then you have a, a matchup against the Texans, which will be, you know, basically for first place in the division. Because even if the Texans win next week, I don't know who they play um, as, as I'm driving down the road. But even if the Texans win next week, uh, they they would be 9-4, and four, Titans would be 8-5. and five. So that game will be for first place in the division because, you know, head-to-head tiebreaker. The Titans win that game. They'll have the same record. The Titans would be in first. So a lot to be excited about for this team. And, and I mean, I'm just glad that with the way the whole with the way the season started, it's just fun to be sitting here on December second, and um, you know being being able to talk about a uh, a team that's in contention and a team that could that still has a chance to host a playoff game. Um, so that's really cool to watch. Like I said, it's December second. It's my wife's birthday, so shout out to my wife. Um, hope she has a great day. She's not going to listen to this. On, you know, there's no point in me doing this, but just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, anyway, so that'll do it for this episode of MCM Radio in the car. Uh, I'll try, with Terry and I will try our best to get together at some point this week to do an actual, like, real-life episode of MCM Radio, but I just, I, I couldn't let a week go by after a win against the Colts without at least jumping on and, and sharing some thoughts. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. The site, MCMiracles.com, is where you can find all of our work. Uh, a ton of good stuff going on there. Great community there to, to join and jump in if you haven't already. Um, so, check that out. And like I said earlier, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jay Morris MCM. So again, uh, great to be in the position the Titans are in now. Uh, so excited that we have we have this chance. And again, it's just fun to have December football. So thanks so much for listening to MCM Radio, and we will talk to you again later this week.